apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 3389238, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML3389238, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC3389238, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And the NFL trade deadline is, is happened yesterday, and uh, there been there were some big moves made. First, we'll talk about the Ravens getting a Roquan Smith. This was a big move for the Ravens. It put them in a really, really. It's going to put them in a really good position to win the uh, the AFC North uh, and, and and compete in the AFC. So this is a really, really good move for for the Ravens. And in the middle of that defense, have him with Patrick Queen. This defense is going to be really, really good for the Ravens. I mean, I, 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 I mean, the defense will struggle a little bit, but I think it definitely improved. And uh, I, I, I really like this move. And the big question is, is are they the clear favorite to win the the AFC North with this move? And I say they are. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they are as well because, yeah, they got a lot better with pass rush. I know kind of the back in the second year, they've been struggling a bit. But now you add a guy like this to, um, you know, take some pressure off that secondary because – Quarterbacks have less time to throw, um, throw against the Ravens. So, yeah, I like this move by the Ravens here to get at, go out there and go get Raquan Smith. You don't have to give up a ton. So, yeah, absolutely. I think they're the favorites right now in that division. Oh, without, oh, without question. And, and they are the favorites because Jamar Chase is out for four to six weeks for the Bengals. And you saw that Bengals offense against the Browns. It did not look good at all without Jamar Chase. No, it didn't. They showed the Bengals have been kind of inconsistent all year kind of felt like they were getting it going the last couple of weeks but yeah monday night you know kind of couple miss miscues there um and yeah they got shut out to the browns defense too that i was looked pretty good on looked pretty good on paper but they've struggled most of the year so 
Yeah, absolutely. Now with now with Chase down, it kind of looks like maybe the Bengals uh just yeah, the, the inconsistencies there kind of help out the Ravens a little bit more. Absolutely. Look at this Ravens team now. You got one of the top quarterbacks in football, good offensive line with Ronnie Stanley back. Uh, you, you got a good running game. Gus Edwards is, is back. He's been running the ball well. And then on, on defense, I mean, now obviously you do have uh, Marlon Humphreys had a good year. Now you add Roquan Smith to that defense with with Calais Campbell. I, I like this team. I really, I really like this Ravens team. And the question now is, where do you put them in the AFC? I got them third behind the, the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think it's wide open after one and two. You know, after the Bills and Chiefs, I have them at three as well. I think they still are a little bit better than Miami. I'll take you know, Lamar over Tua um, and coaching wise too. So yeah, I think the Ravens are just a little, you know, are right now the third best team in the um, AFC with how they've improved and with Lamar and with all the, um, the way they're able to run the football. So yeah, absolutely. I got, I got the Ravens um, third right now in the conference. We had another AFC team make a big move and that was the Dolphins. They traded for Bradley Chubb. Uh, yesterday, and that and that, this adds to their defense. It adds to a pretty good defense that has Xavier and Howard, that has uh, Javon Holland. I mean, a really good pass defense. Jaden Phillips is okay, too. So this is a really, really good addition for the Dolphins. And the question is, are the Dolphins a playoff team by making this move? And it's pretty obvious they, they definitely are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as I mentioned a minute ago, it's just the AFC, I guess in both or both conferences right now, everything's kind of wide open. Um, so, yeah, I think the Dolphins right now are. In the last couple of weeks, they got you know found a way to win last week against Detroit. But yeah, they they blitzed a ton this year, and I know because it's been their secondary is banged up and they hasn't played well. So adding another blitzer or another pass rusher um, helps up that that rush even more. So yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know adding Chubb that team's definitely definitely a playoff team. Yeah, you don't have to blitz. You don't have to play as much man coverage as time. You've seen Xavier and Howard get exposed to man coverage this year. You don't have to play as much man coverage. So this is a really, really good move for the Dolphins. And the next question is, are they Super Bowl contenders? And I think they are. I think they are. I think you could argue they're a top four, top five team in the AFC because with Tua as their starter, they've only lost one game. They're five and one with Tua as their starter. Yeah, I think they are too. You know, I I'm still a little worried about them, but I, you know, they can get the running game going a little bit. You know, if they can kind of be less. You know, they still are a little bit one-dimensional. But, yeah, I just – again, it just goes back to outside of Buffalo and Kansas City, there's a lot of teams that could, you know, make a run at this thing. And I, I think Miami is good enough. Um, and, and they could they can get into a shootout. You know, they may not be able to outscore Kansas City or Buffalo, but they could put up some points. And I, I think they could definitely um, – they definitely are a contender to make the Super Bowl. Probably the most shocking move yesterday is the Detroit Lions traded TJ Hawkinson – to the Vikings inside the division. That was a shocking move by the Detroit Lions. I know the Lions didn't want to pay him, but that's a shocking move to trade him inside the division. And for the Vikings, they're going to get they get another weapon on that offense to, to, to add to their to add to their arsenal with uh with Dalvin Cook, with uh with Justin Jefferson, with Adam Thielen. You got another weapon. It makes sense because uh Irv Smith is out eight to ten weeks. So this is a this is a move that makes a lot of sense for the Vikings. And and uh, the big question is is are they the second best team? in the nfc because of this move i am gonna say no i'm gonna say no because i still think the 49ers are i i, I like the niners defense better uh, and i like their and i trust their head coach more and i think their roster is a little bit better if and, and we all know kirk cousins in big games he is not good at all so i i think they're the third best team in the in the in the nfc but i don't have them as the second best team in the nfc yeah i'm with you i'd put them at number three i just yeah i don't like their their uh, pass defense, it's 30th right now in the league. They've been good against the run, but overall, too defensively, they, they've really struggled. So, yeah, and I, you know, 
and yeah, with Cousins too in a big spot, he he's shown kind of some vulnerability, and he's not played well. And again, January, you know, obviously in the playoffs, they're gonna need some uh, big games from him. So, yeah, absolutely. I think the Niners, with the way they looked with Christian McCaffrey on Sunday, um, I, I'd probably put the Vikings third as well, right there, right, right. The, them and the Cowboys, pretty close. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But the thing about between them and the Cowboys is, I don't, the funny thing is, I don't know who to trust. Do I trust the Cowboys in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Or do I trust Kirk Cousins? That's a tough one there. It is, yeah. I don't trust either coach. I don't know, you know, McDonald or you know, kind of still kind of new, so I don't really know, you know, how he's going to perform in January. And yeah, can you trust the the Cowboys in the January? It's always difficult. So they, they've had some good teams, and they just find they just can't find a way to win. So yeah, it's a tough one of who who do you trust more, and then that's five. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. So we'll go to some other deals at the trade deadline. One move that, that kind of stood out, uh, the, the Bears, they traded for Chase Claypool, gave up a second-round pick. The Bears give up a second-round pick, a team that needs guys around Justin Fields. They give up a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. I think it's too much, but that team, as you've seen, they traded Robert Quinn. They traded Roquan Smith. They need something. They need somebody on that team. So for, for Justin Fields, they're probably going to sign uh, Claypool long-term because they wouldn't be making this trade if they're not giving up a second round pick if they aren't. So I, I, I don't mind the move for the bears. They did give up a lot, but Justin Fields does need a weapon. Yeah, he does. It's better than anything they got. And, you know, I know the Packers are on it ain't on them too. So I, I guess that's, you know, maybe the Packers weren't willing to give up the two, the bears were, and that's how they got them. Um, but yeah, he, you know, comes in there um, with Mooney again. It's a, it's a nice pickup for the bears. But yeah, it's you know, again they they do have to give something to Justin Fields. They've tried it. It's definitely a move for the future for the Bears. Um, doesn't really help them. It helps a little bit in the short term, but definitely a move for their future. Um, so yeah, I don't mind it. But yeah, giving up a second round for Claypool maybe a little bit too much. But trying to beat out the Packers there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it definitely is. But I, you just got to get Fields a weapon. Other moves at the trade deadline. Jaguars, interesting. They traded for Calvin Ridley. That's to help them next season. And then the Bills traded for Naheem Hines. That could be helpful. That, that could give Josh Allen – it could give the, the Bills that extended running game. Josh Allen, they, they don't have to rely on the big play all the time. Josh Allen now can dump it off to a guy like Naheem Hines. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Ridley definitely helps for next year. Um, you know, Jacksonville – don't look good early, but yeah, they're starting to kind of struggle here down, you know, the last couple of weeks. So yeah, another target here for um, Justin Field. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, and they they've done a pretty good job against some weapons around him the last couple of years now. Uh, now he's got to go out and prove it. So definitely a nice move there for Jacksonville, and yeah, with Buffalo, they they really have you know their running game's been in so inconsistent, and yeah, Singletary and Moss aren't two big guys that you know catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. Um, you know, Hind is good too. You know, on special teams as well. So. Yeah, very nice pickup there for the Bills quietly. And, you know, again, the Bills in that stadium in January, you you might need to have a run game. Just, you know, sometimes the weather's just so so tough to kind of throw the ball up there, you know, when, later in the year. So, yeah, definitely add another guy to that uh, depth in the running game. It definitely helps them out. Yeah, I feel like you do need a running game too. Even with a guy with the arm of Josh Allen, you're definitely going to need a run game. So teams, so teams have to respect the run game, and Josh Allen can succeed off play action because you saw at times last year, especially in that game against the Patriots, their offense was not good because they didn't have a run game. No, absolutely. Yeah, they they they, they struggled that night. Yeah, with the wind, you know, it was over 40 mile per hour wind that night. They they definitely did struggle. And yeah, you know, Bill took took advantage, full advantage of that. Um, so yeah, absolutely, you, you're neat. You know, you you can't. Again, even with as much talent the Bills have, it is still hard to win, 
you know, a Super Bowl being so one, you know, being one dimensional. So, yeah, you, you do need that running game going and bringing Hines definitely helps that out. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we will get to the slate this week of NFL games, and we'll start with the with the game in Tampa this week. Two teams that were two of the top teams in the NFC this year, but these two teams are, have been struggling this year. You got the three and four Rams going to Tampa to face the uh, three and five Bucks, and I think for this game, I think it's a close, competitive game. I think it's an ugly game. I think it's a defensive struggle. I, don't, I think either teams, neither team is going to run the ball well. I think both quarterbacks are going to turn the ball over once. But in this game, I'm going to take the team with the better roster. And the better quarterback, and that's why I got the Bucks snapping their three-game uh, losing streak, beating the Rams twenty-one seventeen. But Justin, can uh, can the Rams continue to have success against the Bucks? I don't think so. I got the Bucks as well, twenty-one to sixteen this week. Um, you know the Rams they played really well in the first half against the Niners. You know fourteen fourteen deadlock going into the halftime, and then they only have forty-three yards of offense in the second half. And it just again, I I think I said it last week. I just think they're punting on this year. Um, you know, with Stafford not being fully healthy, you know, the Rams, they haven't been able to run the football this year. And I, that's that's to the Buccaneers train because they've been um, or yeah, they're, they haven't been as good. I mean, against the run this year as you know, we kind of thought it's, they've been much better against the pass. And um, I think that may help out Tampa Bay in this game. I think they get pressure on um, Stafford. And I, I think, you know, the, the, the Rams have tough, tough, have a tough time moving the football against Tampa Bay. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see this being a really low-scoring game. And the big question, though, is we asked this question last week. Which team Which team has a better chance of turning things around, the Bucs? Or we asked it was the it was the Bucks or the Packers last week. I think the question is this week, which team has a better chance of turning things around, the Bucs or the Rams? It's hard for me to say, but I'm going to say the Bucs because they got the better quarterback and they, they got the and they got the better roster. And they're in a much easier division. So if I had to pick between the two, I would say the Bucs. Yeah, I'm with you with the Bucs as well. You know, yeah, th- that division, you know, Atlanta's sitting there in first place right now, four and four. And the Rams are already, you know, they're a game and a half back of Seattle right now. You know, Seattle's having a pretty good year. Hey, that's just such a tough division because even the Cardinals at three and five have some talent. Um, I, I just don't think with Safford being fully healthy this year, it, you know, definitely hurts him as well. But yeah, I, I you know, I, I do think, you know, because Brady has still been playing pretty well. Um, I, I think. Tampa Bay at some point kind of figures it out again. Maybe they're not two bull contenders, but I, they, I think they do find a way to go over five hundred and win the division, and get in the playoffs. Yeah, they're definitely not Super Bowl contenders, especially with the loss of Shaq Barrett, and they didn't replace him at the trade deadline. I think this the Bucks are a team that you know that will I think get that wins the division, gets in the playoffs, and loses in the first and or maybe the second round. But I don't think they win more than one playoff game. Yeah, probably not. You know, I I don't like to usually bet against Brady in January, but I I just think yeah, right now it's too tough tough of a task. You lose Barrett, which yeah, as you mentioned, it's such a huge loss in their defense. So yeah, absolutely. I, right now, Tampa Bay's don't you know maybe they get some wider series back, maybe that offense could lead them, but it just doesn't seem like they're on the same page. And with the offensive line um, injuries as well, it's pretty tough to see Tampa you know make two. But it wouldn't Brady, but Brady it would not shock me to see Brady get there once again. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I just don't think their team is good enough. And I, and I and and listen, I still think Brady is good, but I don't think he's that top five quarterback that he's been for the last two decades. So I just don't see them winning more than one playoff game. But we'll move on to a game in Kansas City as the Titans, who have won five consecutive games, face the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the issue in this game is Ryan Tannehill may or may not play. And if he, even if he does play, he probably won't be 100%. And if it's Malik Wills, they're going to have a major issue winning the game because last week Malik Wills only threw 10 passes. Derrick Henry carried them to a win against one of the worst teams in football. So I think Kansas City, 
I don't care who plays quarterback for the Titans. I think they win this game by two or three scores. I think Mahomes is another big day. They're coming off a bye week. We know how good Andy Reid is off bye week. So I think Mahomes goes for two or three touchdown passes. I and and I think their defense forces a couple turnovers from Malik Wills and Ryan Tannehill. And I got the Chiefs winning the game 30 to 13. But Justin, can Derrick Henry run the Titans to their sixth straight win? I don't see it this week. I got the uh, Chiefs 31 to 14. Yeah, I, I think it, it. Yeah, if you mentioned if Tannehill or, or Willis play, you know, you know the Chiefs are going to key on Derrick Henry all day, and I think you know he's again, you know, we'll have some good carries. He may get his yardage, um, but again, they're just going to fall fall so far behind because I don't think their defense can be able to keep a minute like they did last week, and their special teams who made some plays. That's not going to happen this week against Kansas City. As you mentioned too, coming off a bye, there's no way that that team's kind of slowing down. Um, you know. Mahomes and company because you, you kind of look at the teams that they played the last couple of weeks at quarterbacks. You know, they, they had Davis Mills last week, then they had Carson Wentz. Um, I mean, I, Matt Ryan, you know, Carson Wentz, and then, you know, played the Colts, you know, a week before that, and, you know, Matt Ryan twice that. So he's, and then the Raiders. So they really haven't played too many great teams with great quarterbacks. And now you're going up against Mahomes. They're even to have a tough time keeping it in. And I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be able to carry him like they, he did last week. No, no, no. This is the kind of game where they miss an A.J. Brown. This is the kind of game where the Titans need an explosive wide receiver. They don't have that, and that's why I think they lose and lose it by a couple scores. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, uh, Traylon Burks hasn't been, the, you know, he's been hurt. So, you know, he hasn't been able to get on the field this year, which is, yeah, and Robert Woods isn't really a great number. He's not a number one guy anymore. He's already in his 10th year in the league. So, yeah, they they, they definitely have missed, um, you know, A.J. Brown this year. It's been a big loss, and yeah, their offense just really hasn't been the same. They found ways to kind of win, you know, low close scoring games. That's just not going to happen this week. We got an AFC matchup in Foxborough as the uh, the three 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 four and one Colts face the four and four Patriots. And I think again, this is another this is another tight, this is another close close game. But I think the Patriots get an ugly win here, and I don't think it's because of Mac Jones. Mac, they didn't win last week because of Mac Jones. They won last week because the quarterback was absolutely terrible for the New York Jets. And uh, I, I think it's going to be the same this week. I think Ellinger is going to really, really struggle against Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick feasts on young quarterbacks outside of Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a good mm. game. But if Bill Belichick usually feasts on young quarterbacks. I think he does that this week. I think Sam Ellinger throws a pick or two. But I also don't think Mac Jones, you know, is great in this game either. I think he turns the ball over once as well. And I think this is a close, ugly, competitive, really, really close and ugly game. But I got the Pats winning 20 to 14 over the Colts. But Justin can Sam Ellinger get a win in his first start in, in his first and get his first NFL win? No, I don't think so. I got the Pats win at 13. Um, I just think that defense from the Patriots is going to cause a lot of problems like they did for Zach Wilson last week. Um, I think they're going to make Ellinger get out of the pocket, make some throws on the run. I think he probably does throw a couple interceptions in this game. And you know they're gonna they're not letting Jonathan Taylor run for I think he had over 200 against us last year. It's pretty close. He ain't doing that this year. I, I expect them to key on him all day. Um, I think it's to be a tough day for him. Um, and I think the offense does enough. I don't blame Mac for last week because their offensive line was putrid. He yeah, had yeah, yeah, zero. Yeah, time yeah they gave anything. up six sacks last week. Yeah, yeah, I, six I, sacks. Yeah, he's the guy. I, I would start him over Bailey yeah. Zappi, but I don't think either option's that good right now. No, I I can't blame Matt because their offensive line so bad and he's got no time to do anything. It, it was he drops back and there's three guys already in his face. I I, you know, again the tack. I was hoping maybe get something at tackle, but obviously we know you can't really do that to trade deadline. 
Um, and missing David Andrews really hurt. I oh, think yeah, he's going to play this week. Yeah, I think he's and I think he's their best offensive lineman outside oh, yeah. of the outside of the guard. Uh, I can't remember how to spell pronounce his name, but I think oh, Andrews yeah. is one of their best offensive linemen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he's been there for so long. He's he's the anchor of that offensive line. So yeah, absolutely. With him back, it, it's definitely going to um help help out Mac and that offensive line this week. Because yeah, they they were lost. Trent Brown's been bad. You know, obviously Marcus Cannon. You, you see, he's a guy that's older. Just you know, came he retired last year, came out of it. You know, win hasn't been good. So yeah, absolutely. Um, their offensive line definitely will help having David Andrews back there. Um, anchoring it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we got an AFC East matchup in Buffalo as the uh, as as the uh, f- six and one Bills face the five and three Jets. And I don't think this game's close. I really don't. I think the Jets get blown out here. I think that Zach Wilson turns the ball over again because he's got the he's going to really have to play from behind this game because the Bills are going to put up points. Uh, Wilson's going to have to play from behind. I think Josh Allen throws a couple touchdown passes. I think Wilson turns the ball over two or three times. And I got this game being a blowout. I got the Bills winning this game 31-13 to over the Jets. But, Justin, can the Jets uh, have a bounce-back performance and pull a major upset? I don't see it. I got the Bills 28-13. to um, I think the Patriots vote Zach Wilson for what he is. I, he leaves the pocket way too early, makes too many throws on the wrong – or tries – he tries to be – Mahomes and Josh Allen he's just he's not that it's not college anymore um he, he's really struggled and I think yeah they're gonna fall behind and I think they're gonna have, I think they're gonna have a rough time you know Bill Secondaries you know looks like they're gonna get they're getting healthy so and missing Brees Hall is such a huge loss too because I think he's their kind of big playback um I think the Bills kind of limit the explosive plays and I don't think the Jets do much they may keep this thing close to a half their defense I think keeps them in it for a bit but their offense isn't going to be able to do much to help them out. It's going to be another rough day for Zach Wilson, and yeah, he's, uh, you know, yeah, he's not going to be able to play with the lead like he has the last couple weeks. Yeah, Brees Hall being out is a big, is a big, big loss because he was the offensive rookie of the year, and then last week their run game just was not good at all. So that that definitely is a big injury. Uh, Brees Hall is definitely a big injury for that team because they had the offensive rookie, offensive and defensive rookie, the rookie of the year. But now with Brees Hall out, James Robinson didn't really make that big of an impact last week. So that's it. That's a huge loss. And it doesn't help Zach Wilson at all not having a running game. No, it doesn't. Hey, kids, yeah, it, that's really what they used before the Patriot game to really get on that winning streak was their ability to run the football, um, you know, with their banged up offensive line too. You know, it, you know, we're able to kind of create some holes for more. But, yeah, last week the combination of, of that, you know, not being able to run it, the offensive line um, had a tough day. And yeah, Wilson just didn't make too many smart reads, and I think you know the Bills are going to force him to do that again. And yeah, you know Hall was going to be the office player of the year with the way he was running the football. And Gardner's been Gardner's been unbelievable, and he's a rookie. You know, imagine in a couple of years, you know, when he really gets in, you know, second, third year, he gets stronger, more physical. Um, Gardner is going to be one of the best corners in the league. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, without question, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, you can't doubt that. He's, he's definitely going to be one of the best corners in the league. But we got to move on to the Thursday night game. We got the Eagles facing the Texans in the Thursday night game, and this, this is another. I think this is going to be a this is going to be a, a blowout. I think the Eagles. It's, it's funny. This might be the lowest. This might be one of the lowest rated games uh, of the mm-hmm. NFL season because of what the Eagles are doing, and, and a lot of Philadelphia is going to be watching the Phillies game, not the Eagles game. So hey, maybe that keeps the Eagles fans out of the stadium. He has the Texans a little bit of a home field advantage, but I don't think that matters. I think Jalen Hurts will throw throw for a couple touchdown passes. I think Miles Sanders will have over 100 yards on the ground. And I think Davis Mills throws a couple interceptions. And that's why I got the Eagles beating 
the Texans 34 to 13. Justin, I assume you got the same. Yeah, I got 27 10 Eagles. I, I could maybe see this cool because it's Thursday night and you know, maybe they maybe the Eagles are looking ahead to the commanders next Monday night. But I, I think if the Eagles bring their C game, they should be able to win by two scores. They should be able to run all over Houston. I think they're having a rough day. Jalen Hurts has really played well. Um, I, I think Houston's gonna have a rough day. And yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting how many people are actually in that stadium because Texan fans probably don't even care. They probably care more obviously more about the Astros than they do about the Texans right now. So yeah, it'll be a very interesting game how many people are in that stadium. To me, it'll depend what the series is. If the series is 3-1 Phillies, I think you'll see more Texans fans. If it's 2-2, you might see a place that's half empty. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, 3-1, yeah, fans, yeah, kind of quit on if they saw tickets. But yeah, 2-2, yeah, it, it may be, there may not be many people there. It'll, it'll, you know, I wonder what tickets are going for. It's pretty cheap to get in that building Thursday night. Um, you know, they'll for, you know, they <laughs> Maybe that game turns a blow too. They'll they'll turn on the World Series game on like the jumbotron or something. Exactly. We give exactly. them some entertainment. Exactly. Exactly. We got an NFC North matchup in De- in Detroit as the Packers, who have really really been struggling, take on the Lions. And 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 this and I think this is a really close game. I think Aaron Rodgers. This is a game where Aaron Rodgers plays well because the Lions defense is absolutely pathetic. It, it could not be worse. And then and I do think the Lions put a point to this game because I think Jared Goff has a big game. I think. Jamal Williams has a big game. I think it comes right down to the end where Aaron Rodgers has the ball in his hands and drives the Packers down for a game-winning field goal. And I get the Packers snapping their four-game losing streak and winning uh, winning 31-28. But, Justin, can Goff have a big game and help snap the Lions' five-game losing streak? They could. I really want to take the Lions, but I'm with you. I just I, I can't trust the Lions' defense to make the stop. I do have the Packers win this game 20-23. to um, the Lions have been great at home. They're averaging 35 points a game, but they're giving up 36 points a game at home. So they, you know, they they just haven't been able to stop anybody. I think golf with the running game of Swift and, and Williams, they're they're they do enough in this game. But yeah, I, I think you know, late in the game, Rogers has the ball. He's gonna go in the game. And I'm not sure if golf is gonna be able to do that because Packers have been pretty good in the secondary. Um, so I, I think you know, golf does throw a couple picks in this game. Does help out Rodgers. I think they could keep this in close. It wouldn't shock me if the win they win, but I think I think the Lions defense um once again hurts their um offense this week. We got a interconference matchup in Chicago as the Bears take on the Dolphins. And I th- I think this is I think this is gonna be a game where the Dolphins win by a couple scores. I think that uh I, th- I think their defense is good. I think uh Bradley Chubb makes an impact in this game. I think they're able to run the ball. I think Tua throws a couple touchdown passes, and I do think Fields turns the ball over once or twice. And that's why I got the Dolphins beating the Bears 28-17. But Justin can Fields have another big game and get a win against another uh AFC East team. It's gonna be tough, but I think they have a chance. I got the Dolphins as well, twenty-one to seventeen. I heard I was looking at the weather report, and it's supposed to be like twenty-five mile per hour wind. So wow, wow. Thinking you know maybe a lot in the running game, which you know could help the Bears out more than the Dolphins. And I think that's why maybe they could keep this game close. But the Dolphins have been good against the run, um, and I, I think now with adding Bradley Chubb, I think Fields is gonna have a tough time even in the running game trying to get anything going. Um, they're gonna have to create some turnovers in this game. Um, you know, if they can again, I, I think screens may be huge for, for the um, Bears in this game. If, if the Dolphins do send a lot of guys, um, you know, six, seven guys that the screen the screen plays could could work in the Bears' favor in this one. Um, but I do think they're gonna have a tough time moving the ball this week. They may keep it close, but um I I don't see them doing enough to get the, a win this week. Vikings head to DC to face the commanders, and I think this is a close competitive game. I think Taylor Heineke keeps it close, but 
I'm going to take the team that's more talented, and that's the Vikings, because I think Kirk Cousins has a good game, throws two or three touchdowns. I think Dalvin Cook has a pretty good game on the ground, too. And I think Taylor Heineken keeps him in it, but I think the Vikings' D, just like last week, and they did it three times last week, makes that key stop at the end. And that's why I got the Vikings going to 7-1 and one and beating the Commanders 27-20. to 20. But, Justin, can Taylor Heineke go to 3-0 and 0 as the commander starter this year? I don't think so either. I got the Vikings 24 to 20. You know, he, the the Washington's got lucky. You know, the Bears on Thursday night football, the Bears had three or four chances of the red zone that they couldn't convert against the Packers. The Packers dropped two or three interceptions of that game. Could have turned that thing around. And then last week, you know, they didn't, you know, the Colts had a fumble, I believe, in the red zone. You know, they, they had a couple opportunities too to kind of increase that lead. And then late, you know, they, they struggled um, against Ellinger in his first start. You know, they're off – Washington's offense doing enough. So I, I think this week it's Kirk Cousins of that offense. You know, they're going to have a tough time. I think Kenny Key makes make some plays to keep it in it. You know, Terry McLaurin's going to have his yards in this game, but I don't think they're going to be able to score, outscore Kirk Cousins of that offense. I think they do enough and I think um, keep it close, but just they don't, they don't have enough uh, weapons around to, to win this game. Got the Chargers traveling to Atlanta to face the Falcons. And off their bye week, I think Justin Herbert has a big game. I think he throws two or three touchdown passes. And I do think that Joey Bosa gets pressure on on uh, on Marcus Mariota. I do think the Falcons do have success on the ground, but I don't think it's going to be enough because I'm going with the better quarterback here, and I got the Chargers winning the game 30-20. to 20. But, Justin, can the Falcons pull the upset and stay in first place in the NFC South? I don't think so this week. I got the Chargers as well, 27-20. to 20. Um, you know, if, if they're able to run the football, I know Patterson came back to practice today because he's off the IR today. Um, uh, but Tyler, um, Algier's been running the feet, been they've been getting that him going, um, well with the running game. So I, I think he can make some plays on the ground, keep this thing interesting against the Chargers, um, rush defense. You know, Mariota may make some plays, but probably makes a couple of interceptions in this game. And I just in the back end, too, I know, you know, AJ Terrell came back this week and he's practicing. But they've been so bad in that second. I'm just look at the Hail Mary they gave up at the end. Of I know the that's crazy. Game. That was the PJ Walker. Yeah. And if it yeah, wasn't it, for a penalty, they would have lost that game. Yeah. Yeah. That's the second time DJ Moore blew his uh, blew an opportunity. He was the one a uh, couple years ago in the Egg Bowl with the uh, you know on the fire hydrant. As oh, dog. really? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So second time he cost the team a win. Um. But yeah. So I, I I I so I think Justin Herbert should be able to do whatever he wants against this defense. You know. Again, I. I could see Brandon Saley in, you know, just not having a team well prepared for this game, but I, I think they should do enough to win this game. Uh, I just think they're just too talented for Falcons. We got a matchup in Cincinnati between the Panthers and the Bengals. And I think the Bengals win this game pretty easily, even though they didn't, they looked terrible last week. I think they, they bounced back this week. I think Joe Burrow has, an, has a big game, throws a couple touchdown passes. And I do think the Bengals defense forces a couple turnovers from PJ Walker. And I got the Bengals winning this one 27 13 over the Panthers. But Justin, can PJ Walker stay hot and help the Panthers pull the upset? I don't think so either. I got the uh, Bengals 23 to 14. Yeah, as you know, again, you know, Walker had so many guys just running wide open all all last Sunday. That's not gonna that's not gonna happen this week against the Bengals. I expect that team to play a lot better this week. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a little bit of the you know kind of what we saw a couple weeks ago for the Panthers. I think they're gonna have trouble moving the football in this game. You know, um, they're gonna need their defense to kind of help them out in this game, make a couple turnovers for them. But I just I don't the Panthers don't have the the firepower to keep up with Joe Burrow. And not often because, yeah, as you mentioned, that that offense is going to bounce back this week and they should put up some points. 
We got an AFC matchup in Jacksonville as the Raiders go to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. And I think this is a close competitive game, but the Jaguars are going to do what the Jaguars do, lose another close game. And I got the Raiders beating the Jaguars 27-24. But, Justin, can Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence help the Jaguars snap their five-game losing streak? I think they do. I got the Jags 26-23. I've never seen a team off a of bye be so unprepared like the Raiders were on Sunday. That was that was, that was, uh, that was, that was bad. pathetic. That was that, pathetic. That, that was probably one of the worst performances I've seen. Um, it, it, Big Daniels is just trying to force his offense onto that team. I think you know, look what Nick Sirianni's been doing with the Eagles. Um, that that he's fit his offensive fit around his quarterback and that team. And McDaniel's doesn't seem like he's doing that with this team. Um, I think Peterson doesn't, you know, Doug Peterson coaches, you know, I, I think the Ra- the Raiders are two are a team that finds a way to lose. I think Lawrence plays better this week. I think ETM makes some big plays out of the backfield. And I, I think the Jags find a way to win this game. I don't like the Raiders the way they're playing. Um, I know they're staying in Florida this week, you know, as they were in New Orleans last week. I'll, I'll take the Jaguars. I just, I wanted to just, I don't trust either team down, you know, late in the game, but I'll take the Jaguars to find a way at home to get a win. We got an NFC West matchup in Arizona. It's the Seahawks at Arizona face the Cardinals. And you got to give the Seahawks credit. They've been playing really, really well. You picked them last week against the Giants. They've been playing really well, even defensively. The last three weeks, the Seahawks defensively have definitely improved. But in this game, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. The Cardinals offense has definitely played better since DeAndre Hopkins has has, uh, has gotten back in the lineup. He had a really big game last week and a great catch. I think this is a close competitive game, but I'm going to take the team. You know, Geno Smith is playing really well. I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback, and that's why I got the Cardinals winning a close one over the Seahawks, 28-24. to But can Geno Smith continue his hot play and keep the Seahawks in first place in the NFC West? I think they could, um, but I got the Cardinals as well, 24-21. to I just I think, you know, that offense at some point, um, it's kind of cool at some point you would think. But, yeah, they've been on a roll. I think they do make some plays this week to uh, lock in a Metcalf. But I think, as you mentioned, Hopkins coming back has been a big difference for that offense. They've looked really, really good. I know this is usually right around the time where Cliff Kingberry does his magic and they start to really fall towards the end of the year. <laughs> but I think at home this week, they do find a win. You know, they do they do find a way, way to win this week because if they want any chance of kind of competing in that division, stay with it, you know, you know, stay in like playoff contention um, or like, you know, give themselves a chance. They, they got to win this game. And I think they find a way um to to knock off seattle this week we got an interconference matchup on monday night football in new orleans as the ravens face off of the saints and i think this is a game where the ravens win i think they get the running game going i think lamar is a big game and i do think they force a couple turnovers off whoever plays quarterback for the saints andy dalton or Jameis winston you saw andy dalton against the cardinals he threw a couple picks uh, but he did play well last week but the raiders were so bad it's not not hard to win that game but yeah, I think this is a close. I think it's a close competitive game, but I think the Ravens pull away in the fourth quarter, and that's why I get the Ravens going to six and three, beating the Saints uh, 27-17. But Justin, can Kamara carry the Saints to their second straight win? I think it'd be difficult. I get the Ravens going this one 27-21. Um, I don't think he's gonna have as easy as a time catching the football of the backfield like he did last week, and even running. He may have, you know, they he may have, you know, he's gonna have some success in this game. Um, but I just don't think it's been enough. I think the Ravens do force some interceptions from yeah, whoever plays quarterback in this game. Um, I think the Ravens do a good job stopping the run. If the, if the Saints are able to, you know, really get that run game going and able to use play action and kind of take a, take advantage of that secondary, then I think the Saints could win this game. 
I'm just not sure if they'll be able to do it because I think Harbaugh is going to, you know, stop the run first in this game. And I think the Ravens find a way to do enough on the road on Monday night. Yeah, it should be an interesting game Monday night between those two teams. But that's going to wrap it up on Sports Talk with RJ. But we're going to be back very, very soon in about five minutes to be talk to be talking about Steve Nash and that's parting ways. Uh, the Phillies going up 2-1 on the Astros. And the first college football playoff rankings getting released. So make sure you tune in for that. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field. But the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.